Welcome to Metal Injections, the Squared Circle Pit. With special guests, Hermes and Kyle. And now, here is your host, Rob Pasquani. Welcome back. It was a bit of a hiatus here at the Squared Circle Pit, but we are back for regularly scheduled two-week intervals. Uh, I went on vacation two months ago, right as the last episode went up, and it was a bit of a, a difficult transition to come back after the two weeks, and, and I had a bunch of metal injection stuff to do, and then I kind of put the squared circle pit to the, to the side for a little bit, but I'm back at it. I'm really excited. I have a lot of great guests in the next few weeks lined up that I think you guys are going to absolutely love. And I'm starting it off today with two dudes that I've wanted to talk to wrestling with. I want to talk about wrestling with for a while. And that is Aniz Ansari and uh, our mutual friend, Kyle. Kyle runs an amazing collage Instagram page called Selfies, Food, and Pets. There's underscores there. So it's selfie underscore and underscore food underscore and underscore pets. Uh, it's the weirdest stuff combining pop culture, wrestling, rock, rap, metal, like lots of weird collages worth checking out. And Anise, I've learned after doing this interview, has been a wrestling fan uh, almost his entire life and, and, and also a metalhead, which I absolutely had no idea about, but it made sense since he's from the Carolinas. And we talk about Between the Buried and Me, we talk about metal, we talk about wrestling, we talk about everything and it's a pretty long one so uh the intro is going to be uh, pretty sure i do want to mention we taped this last week uh right before the great balls of fire pay-per-view and i think you could figure out exactly when we taped it based on how we start the interview so let's kick it off are you are you getting this news about austin aries right now the scoop what's this uh wait Break, what oh, he, scoop off aries at least gone whoa yeah no reason lifted he tweeted 55 minutes ago he tweeted it's a beautiful day but 11 minutes ago which is after the news broke he tweeted banana emoji sunglasses emoji thumbs up emoji <laughs> wow this is this is controversial news to start this brand new what episode of the square circle pit yeah. i don't want this to be the austin Aries podcast you know what i mean I already did the Austin Aries podcast. It was two hours long. It was, talk- it was just me talking about his Ring of Honor title run by myself, recorded onto my phone, unreleased. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll, so yeah, we'll just skip that. We, we didn't tell you that speech. Yeah. If a podcast is recorded and no one hears it, does it still make a sound? Whoa. Think, think about that one. <laughs> well, let, let, let me just introduce you to... Uh, just so people understand the voices coming into their ears. I'm Rob, of course. And now entering the squared circle pit, I'm very excited to have a tag team. This is the first time I've had two people on the squared circle pit at the same time. Oh, first time. Damn. Yeah. Inaugural. Right here. Okay. This yeah. is the inaugural handicap match of the squared circle pit. Uh, first up, uh, we have... You might you might know him from Instagram, my what, my favorite Instagram account, selfies underscore food underscore and underscore pets. It you combine my favorite things. We have Kyle here, who combines pro wrestling hey. and weird pop culture into great photoshops. Kyle also huge wrestling fan and a metalhead such as myself. 
how do you describe your work? How would you describe your work, Kyle? I always tell people, he, well, I, I say, I always say, like, that's my friend Kyle. He does, like, collages. Yeah, 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 yeah. The collage guy. Collage guy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> There's more to it now, I guess. But, yeah, yeah. Basic collage guy, yeah. Uh, and then the other voice you hear on the other side of the line is one of the writers of Master of None from Netflix. But we have him here. Underscore and Adam. Underscore and. Sorry. I wanted, I wanted to have underscore and as well. Sorry. Uh, but you are the Carolina Gentleman on Instagram, right? Yes, at T-H-E-V, Carolina Gentleman. <laughs> and you both, Ric Flair and Chuck Taylor. And uh, That I thought of when I was 15. That you thought of when, when you were how old? You dropped I was out. like 15 or 16. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, this show is all about uh, uh, wrestling fandom and, and the cross-section of wrestling and and heavy metal. Now, Anise, do you listen to any heavy metal? Dude, I'm a huge metalhead. Uh, it's actually really... I'm excited to do this because the last podcast I did, it went very terribly. I went on a friend's podcast. Real briefly, I went on a friend's podcast. Uh, a friend of mine does his podcast. Uh, I won't mention the name because it went terribly. But it's like, he asked me to be on. He was like, yeah, it's like kind of like a podcast for like creative professionals. And we just want you to come on and talk about writing and how you got into writing and stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. And I proceeded to, in like telling my story of like how I got into writing and stuff, just ramble about metal and uh, talking about growing up in South Carolina and the South Carolina, North Carolina metal scene of the mid 2000s and pro wrestling for like 30, 40 minutes. And then they were like, when are you going to talk about writing? So um, I'm glad. To be, I, feel like, I feel like I'm in a safe space right now. You know? <laughs> I see. Safe place to talk about. Uh, it would be weird if you early. spent if you spent forty minutes talking about creative writing on this podcast, though, right? Like it would be just yeah. Complete no, no, no thoughts. <laughs> no thoughts. No thoughts. I just want to talk about uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling and Between the Barrier to Me. Those are like I my was just oh, between. Yeah, great. go go go. Those are my go to talks. Just but before, I just want to say this. I'll I'll, I'll show a knees at, uh, this after if he hasn't seen it already, but just because it comes to mind. The, I think the most amazing thing I've ever seen you do is it's like one of the WWE game red carpets. Yep. And you're asking wrestlers about metal and the Miz starts naming off bands and it's hilarious. What oh. did, you, did you like every time I die die? Or? No. It's, <laughs> what, what, what was like the stuff he was naming off? It was really funny. It was like five finger death punch. That's right. <laughs> well, the Rob was like, oh, you like metal? And he's like, oh yeah, let me get into it. And it's all like, <laughs> like roadrunner bands. And I was like, damn, yeah. this is hilarious. Cleveland, dude. Yeah. Well, he is a I, huge mushroom head fan. Uh, that's his like. <laughs> those, <laughs> why is that be funny? Cleveland great. Those are his great. boys. Those are his boys. <laughs> Man. That would be so sick to go see Mushroomhead and then see the Miz backstage, like lounging. I love the show. Maurice is at the Mushroomhead. <laughs> Maurice, like, I look in like a hot metal chick with the like, like Lambo, like with the hey, Mushroomhead shirt. What if, what if the Miz is one of the guys underneath one of the masks? Whoa, twist that Miz and his entourage. Miz, what if Miz Mushroomhead? Entourage. What if Mushroomhead played Miz to the ring at like a WrestleMania <laughs> and like, which is like the like remix though, like. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like a real, a real mushroom head remix of I Came to Play. Yay. I'm in. 
Uh, I'm sure Mushroom Head would be in because they're doing literally nothing right now, and that would be their biggest break in like t- <laughs> 10 years. That, so they're fine. That is not true. They are on the Gathering of the Juggalos coming up in the next yeah. couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, yeah. I, I know all about it. Them and Dope, really uh, the top of the line uh, of new metal dope. playing the Gathering. I, I went to the Gathering one time a few years ago, and I did see uh, the lead singer from Head P.E., jump off stage mid-set and punch a dude in the face and then get back on stage and keep going. That's metal. That's both metal and wrestling, right? Yeah. That's metal and wrestling. Well, yeah, the, the gathering is metal up. and wrestling. They got the JCW going. Did you see any of the pro wrestling events of the gathering, Kyle? No. Uh, I was only there one day. It was a very funny thing where I happened to be on a tour myself that was in Columbus, Ohio, which was like 30 miles from the middle of nowhere city where the gathering was and my friends got hired to do magic at it like card tricks mm-hmm. so you i know as, as, as it has yeah 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 my my friends have a juggalo rap group where they're dead magicians that's mm-hmm. another thing but so i just rode with them i went in no one checked for a ticket or anything so I was only there the first day i think they had the kaiju big battle the day i was yep, there yep. oh fuck it i saw yeah, so I saw that. I saw Mick Foley speak, like do his words. Yeah, I saw Mick Foley like do his whole thing. I guess that was the only wrestling related stuff I saw there. And then you spy. And then I just like went and watched Tech Nine for a while. Tech yeah. Nine there. What's your name, Kyle? I have to think about that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't just. Well, I'm not going to spit out something right now. <laughs> your juggalo name would be Selfies, Foods, and Pets. Oh yeah, hey. There we go. Well, mine's, mine's cigarette, the dark print. Wait, what? And, and then that's I just thought of that cigarette, yeah. the dark print. Oh, I like that. cigarette. Okay. I thought there was an end <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of that. I was like, whoa, what's going on here? Oh, 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 oh. No, 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 no. Not in that world. I don't get fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that. But let, let, let's yeah. bring it back a little. So, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is what happened the last podcast. No, 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 no. I love it. I love it. I'm all about it. This is total. Like we have free form to, to no, go into any cha- tangents. Yeah. But uh, so you mentioned be- uh, between the buried and me. I fucking love between the buried and me. They're one of my all time favorite uh, bands. What, what are what are wow, your favorite, yeah. favorite album? So, so I grew up. Uh, well, obviously, the answer is Colors. Like, Colors is the best album. 10th Anniversary, Colors just hit. Colors really, Colors really like, changed my life. That's me. Like, I would say Colors is maybe one of my, like, just, like, straight, like, beyond metal, like, favorite albums. Or songs, if you want to believe in the conceit that Colors itself is just one song broken into many parts. You know what I mean? Have you seen them? I've seen them live, like, five times. I, I, I went to three shows on the Colors Tour. Whoa. Uh, yeah. I only saw them once. Because, yeah, so I, would, I, grew up, I grew up in Columbia, South Carolina, um, and Columbia was, like, a real shit town. Not, like, bands didn't come to Columbia. Like, bands would come to Atlanta, and, like, bands would sometimes come to, like, really, like, far away North Carolina, like, Carborough, Asheville, places like that. But bands didn't really come to Columbia. But we had, like, a really nice, um, you know, I, I would say, like, at the time, like, a really nice hardcore scene. And, like, a lot of the early bands that I was into in, like, the North Carolina, South Carolina hardcore scene, Glass Casket, Prayer for a Cleansing, like, I was really into those bands. And then the dudes from those bands went on to form Between the Buried and Me. So I, 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 was, I was on those uh, early albums. Alaska, right. I, I still like, yeah. still like the I, early I, I, Alaska. 
I'm an elitist. My yeah. mine is uh, the Silent Circus, but I love Glass Casket. Yeah, that's a real, that's a real heady, heady answer. <laughs> <laughs> Silent Circus is good though. That's like a very, very cool, cool. I mean, era of, yeah, uh, of yeah. That's kind of when I got into them. So it's like that's kind of the buy. Like with, I love color, like everything after, sure. But I was already deep into them, and so. It's like they have less of a, a impact on me, I guess. I don't know, but like the Silent Circus was the definitive between the Barry to me, and now yeah. they're kind of cool, this crazy cool, rock band. Cool. When you see them live and they shred some of those songs yeah. from the earlier albums, it's they're so like they're so good now, like uh, in terms of their like performing. But when they just like just start shredding, like just like chugging the riffs, like back in the day, it's pretty tight. Where were they headlining when you saw them? Well, yeah, like small, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, which is like, the best way to see them. But even now, I feel I, they small, play thousand-person yeah, yeah, yeah. venues, I, I and they still... like, 200, 300, the, like, feet, like, on, on far. The only time I ever saw them was opening for uh, Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh, hey, so that fun. was a great tour. Oh, where? At El Rey. Yeah, yeah. Like, 2005 or so. Yeah, I was into Between the Barrier to Me. I like Zale a lot. I had, I, had a, I had an art teacher. I had a art, really cool art teacher. My art teacher, Mr. Drews, he was like a mentor to me in high school, and he's a big metalhead, and he, like, helped, like, I was, like, listening to, like, Mastodon and, like, Converge, and he was like, but have you listened to the early Converge? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and he was, like, gave me, he gave me, like, whenever, when Forever Comes Crashing, and he gave me, like, all this old Deo, and, like, nice. Shai Halud, and, like, stuff like that. Stuff like that. That's how I kind of got into that. Like that whole that whole scene was. I had I had a really nice uh, art teacher in high school. That's great. That's uh, a great way to get into it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, he talked those 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 uh, tunes tunes in my head for sure. Kyle, do you have a favorite between the Bear and Me album? I mean, I that that I like. What was I'm trying to think? I know the album cover. It was like the only one I was into. That was the white. Was it the drew? No, it wasn't that one. It that was never really like my the black and red. I don't even remember, man. Well, what it, are you? No, there was like, I that was never that Silent Circus. Yeah, Silent yeah, Circus. Yeah, yeah. Silent that was the only yeah. one. Yeah, that was the only one I ever had. But it that's never that was never like really like my like genre, I guess. Yeah. So now yeah, let's. Let... I was. I was. I, I, I was. A, I like hardcore music, and I was a prog nerd. So like, with like, I like that. Like, I like a rush head. Like, I like. I have like weird rush obsession and stuff like that when I was a kid. What about uh, so Pink like, Floyd? That, like, perfect band for me. Are you, are you a Floyd yeah, I... head? What's up? Pink Floyd. How do you guys feel about Pink Floyd? Pink Floyd. Ah, uh, you know, I got into Pink Floyd I... for like the period you get to Pink Floyd when you're yeah. what, like thirteen or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. You're, you're you know, I would do that whole thing. I like time. That was a song I really like. Um, for yeah, for me, like the metal stuff I was into when I was like younger was all like black metal and grindcore stuff. Yeah, he's a real so nasty, wasn't... He's a grindcore boy. <laughs> he's a nasty grindcore. So like boy. between the Barry to me wasn't like really yeah, an appealing he, thing he, for he, me. Or too, too, too like <laughs> you just see you just see that he's doing like a dance, <laughs> and it's not the dance you associate with like progressive. Uh, hardcore death metal. <laughs> like that was a little too fancy for it's me. A you know? too, it's a little too twee and baroque. I think baroque. <laughs> but like that being said, like instead of going to prom my junior year, I did I did go to the Pantages Theater and see Dream Theater. Uh, what era was that? Also a big Dream Theater fan. Uh, uh, um, um, the black and white. Train of thought. Train of thought. 
I saw the Honor Thy Father. People thought Mike Portnoy was all fluff, then he comes in with the personal track. What's the Brian Cage theme song? Oh, yeah. Back to wrestling. Also, <laughs> Brian Cage theme song off of Train of Thought. By and guess what? Me and Kyle go to PWG in California together. That's what it's not like me and Kyle met. Uh, and whenever that song, we get real hyped to themes in general, but with that song, we just have like our own kind of like intense metal moves we throw down. <laughs> The best, the best independent theme song that always got me hyped is when Roger Strong came out to that Kill Switch Engage song. Oh, with, with the with the Boondock Saints sample in the beginning? No, no, that's that's no, no, no. That's but uh, he, I get, we've had this conversation leading through. No, but we've had this conversation before, Kyle. He did at one point. Yeah, but, but he did have the Boondock sample. Saints. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, Ring no, no, of no. Honor. I got that. But that's. That is funny because that's a bleeding through song that has yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. same same yeah, era, yeah. same genre. Hey man, you should you should be the one to understand that mashup. No, culture, hey, I, <laughs> I respect it. But when End of Heartache would hit, I'd be like, "This is yeah. hilarious." I'm like, and like he looks like that guy in my high school who loved that music. Oh yeah, <laughs> like the dude on the water polo team who said probably inappropriate language. Yeah, kind of rocked out. I'd be like, "Hey man, you like metal, right?" And then we we'll put that on and be later, like, what? all those dudes, <laughs> all those dudes who liked those, that music and were jockey, they all fucking jumped ship and got really into EDM in college. Yeah. All those dudes yep. who yeah. were listening like the Asia's Train and stuff like that, who like <laughs> break down music and stuff yeah, like that. Break down. They all were just like immediately on the EDM train in college. It was so crazy. Yeah. I was like, oh wow, that's you guys just like the breakdown. <laughs> you were never here for the real metal vibe. No, you just like the breakdown. <laughs> because they couldn't deal without the melodic yeah, 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 yeah. Well, also, I feel like because, hardcore bands were really bad at the melodic stuff, and it was just such a, yeah, like some like the trend of you know the good cop bad cop vocals. After a while, it's yeah. just like no, you shouldn't you shouldn't include the good cop. It does either do good so, cop well, or good, do bad cop. It's good, it's good though, man. No, you're right. When they do it right, you're right. But uh, you have to be really talented. Taking back Sunday on the way to New Japan Pro Wrestling, I just remembered. I was a little I was a little drunk from a pool party, and Kyle picked me up, and I'm like, we're listening to Taking Back. Oh no, we were on. Uh, uh, we drove to Long Beach, and in Long Beach, you go up Ocean Avenue. So obviously, we threw on a little yellow card. Sorry to talk, go away from metal into yellow card, but we we bumped into a little yellow card, and that jumped into Taking Back Sunday, and it was you know it was a real fun car ride. It was a real fun car ride on what, the way to the wrestling show. What I was gonna say, those guys that just like the breakdown. That's when deathcore was invented, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. And it was a great genre because then it was just a breakdown. It was like a whole yeah. song that was just a breakdown. Yeah, break First wave death car, yeah. death core is great. I love uh, bands yeah, yeah. like the Red Chord, Despised Icon. Those were my jams. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm talking about Despised Icon. I love Despised Icon. I was really into, um, you know, it's really interesting. Like I used to, it's like my, my you know relationship with metal now. I think it's so like. I used to like listen to like a little bit. Like I'd be like, "Oh, these are the black metal bands I listen to, and these are like the more proggy bands I listen to, and these are the more kind of like mainstream metal bands." And I think it was because when I was in high school, I had uh, XM radio, and like the XM metal station was like real choice, uh, Liquid Metal Forty Two, and they had like I didn't, so I could just like listen. Like I would hear shout out XM radio. I shout out XM radio. You know what I mean for real? Because like I would be driving around like, "Oh, Despise I." That's how like how I was going to find out about Despise I. Now it's like everything's on the internet, so it's a little more. Oh, if you like black metal, you can just go to like the black metal zone and like hang out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So now I like just follow like labels and like stuff like that to kind of find like. What are the labels? Like new. 
I, I'm a big, you know, I'm a big Converge head, so I follow like Deathwish pretty heavily. Like I like the um, they, they did the first Oathbreaker album. I like Oathbreaker a lot. That's like a newer band. Love it. I'm really into. I regularly like every like two months will look at the Relapse YouTube. Just pop in. <laughs> just like just like see what Relapse is putting out. You know, just yeah. like check in. You guys can also or check like, out my uh, site, Metal Injection. I write about metal. Of course, <laughs> of course, of course, of course, yeah. On the tunes, on the tunes for sure. But yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, I like Spotify though, because Spotify, yeah. I just go through like, oh, I can listen to every old Dale album right now. I would do that. Oh, I love it That's too, yeah. Not like, you know, um, I wasn't like listening to like that era of tunes for a while, you know what I mean? And then I worked in an office for a couple of years. And I would just be bored to work on Spotify and be like, oh, like, let's fucking pop down. Time, to, like, fucking... time to open up the pit in the office, baby. Let's get this started. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's great. That just reminds me of uh, I went to see the Red Chord. Uh, I went to New England Metal Fest one year, and the Red Chord were playing at like three in the afternoon, and it was the best time to see them. And they played like eight songs, and for. Every song when the breakdown would would come in, uh, the frontman guy would just keep going. This is your last chance to dance. <laughs> like, <laughs> like eight that's times. Every time, it, every time there's a breakdown, he would just be like, "This is it. This is your last chance to." Dance. And then the last one was like, and, "No, for real." <laughs> yeah, and we know those songs have a lot of breakdowns. Yeah, a lot of breakdowns. Red Chord has a lot of breakdowns, obviously. Mm-hmm. All right, so let let all right. So we I think we got the metal out of the way. Now yeah, yeah, we, I like we, 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 butter and jelly situation. You go to the metal, then you go to the rest. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, and of yeah course, I tried to bring it back to Robert Strong. So. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, we could circle back around if if we end up on a tangent. But let's talk about creative writing. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I want to know is like so being in Carolina in the in South Carolina. Uh, I, I'm assuming, like you mentioned it, you, you've got to be a huge Ric Flair fan. Like, what, what, how did you get into wrestling? Well, for me, like, I, I you know, grew up in Carolina, and then I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 27, so I was kind of the perfect age for, like, the Attitude Era. Like, yeah. I, I, I recently, like, not recently, but a couple of years ago, I kind of, I, I have a very vivid uh, memory of my first wrestling memory, which was, uh, I later tracked down it was a Monday Night Raw in 1996, and it was the end. It was the ending of like a tag match between uh, where uh, uh, Shawn Michaels, who's one of my favorites, and uh, Ahmed Johnson were a tag team at the time, yes. and they won a match, and they were celebrating, and then Farouk debuted, oh, and I just yeah. remember watching, and they were celebrating, and then this like giant man covered in like random like metal armor comes out, and it's like kicks Ahmed Johnson in the nuts and then the show ends and I'm like wait what's going on and then I've been a lifelong fan ever since so and you got in just in time down. I, I tracked down when that raw happened and that raw was literally like two weeks before the NWO like formed two or three weeks before the NWO. like it was yeah. within months man. I shouldn't say two weeks I could be wrong but it was right around it was right before that happened it was right before DX and stuff so I kind of like rode that wave of like the Attitude Era and, like, going to South Carolina was obviously huge. It was just, like, you would come to school every Tuesday morning. You'd line up to get in the room, and everyone would be like, oh, did you watch Raw last night? I remember when, like, you know, obviously Ric Flair was really big. And then even I remember when the Hardy Boys first started jobbing. Oh, that's like, right. Yeah, yeah. 
the Hardy Boys just started jobbing coming to school the next day. And like girls in school, they're like, y'all see the Hardy Boys last night in North Carolina. Um, but I rode that wave, and then um, you know I fell out of it when the year got down. And then when I was 15, mid 2000, uh, I started watching Rogan, and then I got into Ring of Honor. And that led to me getting into New Japan, and then I found like the internet, and the Wrestling Observer, and then it just was like a whole like you know. And then here we are. I became, <laughs> I became the weird psychotic person I am today. <laughs> and what about you, Kyle? What was your like uh, uh, first wrestling exposure? Um, my uh, I I grew up in L.A. By the way. Mm. I, there was a lot about yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not a exciting, yeah, interesting place. I grew up in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, nothing ever happens <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was born in Santa Monica, so it's not. Uh, um, my uncle, when I was very young, was in the band Everclear. <laughs> made a uh, VHS tape of like stuff he taped off TV, and the things I remember the most from it were monster trucks. And wrestling. Um, so the the first thing I really remember was Papa Shango, and being very into him because mm-hmm. he's a super he's a voodoo doctor. Yeah, like the you do- yeah, like a Papa Shango vibe. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm like 300 pounds. I got a lot of tattoos. tattoos. I like like white people on fire and poison hair. Yeah, poison ultimate warrior. You have an alter ego Um, of a pimp. Used to work at a strip club. I did. Yeah, I did. Used to work at a strip club. So the Godfather. Yeah. Actually, the strip club I used to work at is the is has the same name as the strip club that the Godfather owns now. Cheetah. Cheetah. Is it called Cheetah too? Yeah, in Los Angeles. But it's unrelated Cheetah. Unrelated. 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 Um, Yeah, he owns a strip club in Las Vegas now. Um, But yeah, so I watched that and i was like oh this is great and then so that was in the early 90s and then yeah and then i i I kind of dropped out uh, around the um the the brand split the first time oh okay yeah i never dropped out Uh, i was too addicted it's like i'm like a a beaten housewife you know no matter what i can't leave what i have (laughs) uh, i never gave up on it Oh, controversial statement. Describe that. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, I, I like, you know, man, like, I, I, I just once I found, like, you know, um, the internet and kind of like, it's so cool now, man, the, um, you know, like, New Japan's, like, kind of got to be popular in America. And I think a lot of that is, like, Twitter and, like, the easy access. Like, I watch, like, all, the fact that, like, I watch a lot of the New Japan shows live and it's, like, I can watch those shows, like, live as they happen, streamed in HD into my house as opposed to waiting, like, five weeks later for like a like mega upload link like <laughs> yeah, I, I was like on the early day i was on like these like dark net like pro wrestling torrent sites like downloading old awa tapes like you know like i was like just a lot like you know before you can drive in south carolina you just like go to school you come back home and then you're just home all day you know what i mean from like three you know, so i was at my house and awake from like two until like fucking four in the morning usually so like i went down some dark paths but I, like, learned a lot. You know, I watched, you know, pretty much everything. You know, I loved, like, a lot of random stuff. Like, Japan I loved. I loved old AWA. Old. I went back and really got into kind of stuff that was happening in the Carolinas, like, before I was alive. Like, all the classic, like, you know, you can find a lot of this on the network, too. The um, NWA, uh, WCW and NBA, the old TBS show. 
those are really cool on the network because they uh, there's oh, some the really best. good you know it has the perfect it's a perfect cocktail of just really simple TV matches job matches which to me are like good pop songs you know what I mean <laughs> you know what they are they're quick they're satisfying really good promo like the best promos you know what I mean and not just all of like you know you'll get like the classic Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes promos that you see on YouTube and the highlight videos. But then, like, oh, like, Tony Blanchard's coming through and cutting just a fire promo. Yeah, double A. Fucking Art Anderson's such a great promo. The promos, you know, like that anymore. So when you go and watch the old shows, like, even, like, the kind of mid-level promos of that era just come out, like, hot fire, like, Boogie Boogie Man, Jimmy Vance. Oh, yeah. But, um, and finally, it also has just that hitchy, uh, Public uh, public access like music and transitions and stuff like that, and they read like fan letters from the crowd. It's like a very special thing. So that's if I could recommend anything, uh, definitely the old uh, World Championship Wrestling w- episodes. Yeah, yeah. NWA stuff on the network is really really good. Yeah, the I stuff agree. From, like that late 80s, mid to late eighties stuff is really really good. And what's crazy is like those guys were cutting those amazing promos every week. Like every week, Ric Flair cuts a money promo. Every week, Tully Blanchard's out there with J.J. Dillon yeah. talking about how much better he is than Magnum T.A. And like, even I loved even like the really bad Nikita Koloff. Like Ric Flair, I will destroy you and I will. Those are good, man. Those are good. I, I, those I'm all really about them. Did either of you have like? a like local like public access thing you watch when you were growing up was there one they didn't have that in South Carolina did you have Uh, one Rob well I being in New York I am I was very lucky as a wrestling fan I had I've talked about this on my podcast before but in my parents bedroom like the antenna picked up uh Philadelphia channels so I had all the Philadelphia broadcast channels and I got ECW in 96 like as it was happening and that to me was like the greatest discovery I ever I ever had yeah I in like the turn turn of the century like 99 2000 had a XPW here oh no controversial two opera TV very 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 edgy yeah it came on at like 1 a.m. on Saturday night on like channel 10 and I would watch that as like a 13 year old and that was run and by, like, was, a porn guy, like, Rob something. I forget his name. Rob Black. Rob Black. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah, very – he, he was trying to, like, capitalize on, like, ECW and do, like, the West Coast version of it or some shit. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah, that era, that era post-ECW where it was like, okay, let's take it a step further. No, no, it was still during. Yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. Late, the late era, you know, yeah, yeah. after the initial – It was, like, 99. It was like, yeah, 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 let's take it a step further. A little rough. Yeah, that's, rough. yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched the season. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched those things. Well, that stuff, that stuff years, is not but... age well, man. Yeah. That stuff is yeah. not age well. Different time. There's a different... I often say when watching old wrestling and something just cringeworthy comes up, I often say uh, it was a different time. <laughs> it was yeah. a different time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially all the like, uh, uh, male-on-female violence and also yeah. just like I... how like like gross the crowd was to women, you know? <laughs> I can't. I can't even watch. Uh, I don't even really. I don't watch uh, Lucha Underground because of that stuff either. It's just like there's just so much wrestling, and you. It's like, oh, well, obviously, I'm. Just, I'd rather not watch that. <laughs> I, th- I think that. I mean, I I understand where you're coming from, but I do feel like they kind of handle it a little more respectful than others. Some, but there are those moments where it's like a giant 
uh, like 300 pound dude clotheslining a, a 90 pound or 100 pound woman. Yeah, I, love, I love like Candice LeRae and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You can do intergender wrestling. There's a way you do it. You know what I mean? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. I sometimes agree. Sometimes it's just a little too, too much. Well, like with ECW and XCW, it wasn't like, it, right. it wasn't wrestling because the woman wasn't like wrestling. It was just like there yelling. Was no it was just Alan yelling, yeah, yeah, yeah. yelling bad, bad words. Yeah. yeah. And then throwing. As, as yeah, much yeah. as I, I loved ECW, it's it, it, a lot, not a lot, a good amount of it does not <laughs> translate to, to current day. For sure. um, even in the late era stuff, there's still some like really cool, like some of the Steve Carino run is really cool. And just some uh, really good wrestling. Like, like they brought in Hayabusa at the time was like, that was to me like this crazy character that I had just heard about. And like, he was like the... Uh, like the Ken to Sabu's Ryu in my head, and it was just so cool yeah, seeing them yeah. wrestle. Yeah, all that, all that stuff, all, all, a lot of that stuff comes up really cool, and it's cool. It's cool seeing that kind of. That's what, what do I love about uh, um, in PWG? You kind of get that vibe. Like they announced, like uh, you know, coming up and on set their Battle of Los Angeles, which is their really big tournament. September, September, man, always August and fucking it up. Sorry, yeah, they, they sorry, Calgary. It's um, uh, Labor but, Day uh, weekend. September, but they announced they announced uh, the first like couple of people and like the first guy off the bat they announced Flamita. Who I don't know if you guys know familiar with Flamita, but Flamita is like if you watch Mexico or if you watch you know he's wrestled a lot in Dragon Gate in Japan. Like Flamita is just amazing. He is like the net like the next level, the next level of the the high flying type stuff. But he hasn't been exposed to the American audience. But people know the name. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? People know the name. They announced Flash Morgan Webster, who he's a guy who like who's a really do you know Flash Morgan Webster? I'm not familiar with him, no. He's a British guy. His gimmick is that he's a mod wrestler, so he's like just sixty mod sixties mod guy with a jacket and the haircut and he's really funny and it's just a really good gimmick, but it's a thing, again, if you don't like, you know, I actually I follow the UK scene a lot, um, these days. I really love progress wrestling. Um, Red Pro Wrestling. I went to their shows. I over wrestling the weekend. It was awesome. I really hope one day to get out there to uh, the UK and catch my because I feel like it's a really special scene out there right now. Like the crowd yeah. there, I think, is really special energy. But Flash Morgan Wrestling is another guy who, like, if you don't follow that scene, you know, and I, I'm lucky to, you know, follow it a little and I follow a lot of people on Twitter who are really actively covering that scene. If you don't know him, you know the name, you've heard the name, but you don't really know. And I think those type of guys are just, like, going to get that big exposure and then they're going to have big years next year. You know what I mean? So I like, I like that. There's so much good wrestling happening around the world in Mexico, in Japan, in the UK, in Germany, even, you know what I mean? Like in all these kind of different places around the world that, that uh, kind of excitement of new characters and new people coming in is really, is really uh, still there and kind of at an all time high with kind of the way with something like the PWG can do these big dream matches. Uh, Rob, you should roll out to you should roll out to Boa uh, in a couple months here. Well, I you know what I really did think about it uh, last year because <laughs> my birthday is September second, so I was like, I'm going to give myself a birthday. Oh, present. happy birthday to you! It's going to be right, right around then, yeah. Uh, I yeah, believe I, I believe it's September first, second, and third too. Uh, if I'm I'm going to try to get tickets, like when the tickets go on sale, Dude, if I try get... the ticket lottery, try the ticket lottery. If you get it. It's definitely worth it. It's such a um, special energy in that building. Um, Have you been to one, Rob? 
I've never I've never been to a PWG show, but what I wanted to say is like PWG. I mean, I know PWG has been kind of around a lot, uh, like almost as long, maybe longer than Ring of Honor. Like they started right around the same time. But when Ring of Honor started, they played in like venues that looked to me to be the same size as that hall. So like I've told I can on some level understand like the vibe in that room of like you know 400 smart wrestling fans like who understand like you know who get it you know they don't have to I be think big. Less than that. But yeah, like, like, so, like, I, I watch, I follow it very religiously, and I absolutely want to, like, it is a goal of mine to see a show in yeah. the, in the Legion. Context, some context for people listening, if you're not familiar with PWG, Pro Wrestling Gorilla in California, they're the best wrestling company in America. They, like, run out of this veteran <laughs> hall in Legion Hall, Legion hall yeah. American Legion Hall in Reseda, California, like, deep in the valley. And it only holds like 300 ish people. They put tickets on sale online. The tickets sell out in less than a minute. Yeah. Um, in less than like 30 seconds sometimes. And the people who get them are like the 300. Like, <laughs> I would say like probably like the 200 to 250 ish, 250-ish like hardcore fans in California. And then another 50 like, people who are traveling. I know people come from New York every time, Boston. Um, yeah, I know people that come from like Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, Vegas. but it's just the hottest crowd. They do, and and they bring in the best, pretty much the best talent that's not signed to WWE. Um, they bring in, um, and every year they do a three day tournament, the Battle of Los Angeles, and it's just the most. They bring in people internationally from Japan, from Mexico, the best wrestlers, and the wrestlers often say they like you know it's kind of known that it's like a very hot crowd and that people like you know. You know, this is like the people who have come through PWG, like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, um, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan was there in the early Neville, days. Neville, yeah. Neville, all these kind of like big, big stars. You know what I mean? The Young Bucks are the big. You know, I, I, I was telling Kyle, uh, maybe I was telling someone else actually. Um, sorry, Kyle, it makes you feel better. But like the Young Bucks, you know, who are like really, really popular. Like that's kind of their home promotion, and seeing. I think yeah. if you can go see the Young Bucks wrestle in Reseda, like, it's like a wrestling bucket list thing. Because I think <laughs> in my personal head, I think it's, like, one of the coolest special things because they have such a special relationship with that crowd because they were, you know, there's a core, the core of that crowd are people who have been going there for years and years before it kind of became a thing. And the Young Bucks were there from, you know, the early days. And so we have that connection with them. They're like, our guys, they're our guys at tuition. And I think there's kind of a half-life on that and it, to, the, to the point where I think eventually they go, you know what I mean? Eventually they're going to go to Eastern Eventually, you know? I feel like eventually. they shouldn't. I don't think they should. They won't be, they'll be completely neutered. that will happen. So at a certain point, this thing's going to be over. So I think it's like work, like seeing like um, Sami Zayn when he was El Generico and Kevin Owens in there was such a special thing. And I like think about it a lot when I watch them wrestle now. So it's worth, you know, battle of Los Angeles, like fly out, come out. You can meet me and Kyle. Just kidding. You can see me and Kyle from a distance and not bother us. Cause we're private people. Yeah, no, uh, I'm with yeah, you. I'm, yeah. I'm, for a really long time. That was ring of honor. Like I saw CM Punk's first ring of honor show and I watched him like rise through that. And like, but now ring of honor has kind of become, 
in a way, kind of like the distant number two promotion. And like people kind of graduate from PWG sort of to Ring of Honor or to like Evolve and like the other. There's so many places sure, to work. Sure. There's that's kind of I think that like right now is the new golden age of pro wrestling. It's uh, as questionable as the content from WWE is like all the other. There's so much good wrestling uh, going on that if what WWE is producing is not necessarily what you're feeling like New Japan to me right now is flawless. New Japan, I've said this, is like the amount of time I put into watching it to the amount of time I enjoy. Like that ratio is greater than any other wrestling promotions ratio. It's, it's a good hit rate. It's a good yeah. hit rate. I mean, I, I would say PWG as well. Like though I savor getting those DVDs and like that's like a weekend of, of watching great, like, like a monthly all-star game of pro wrestling. Yeah. Do you get them every time? Yeah, I I started like uh, with uh, uh, it's like me and I have like a few other friends and we kind of rotate on on who <laughs> gets the DVDs and like we <laughs> sure sure so you gotta have the systems in place I got a lot of systems like that for wrestling trust me uh, but, yeah like uh, I think it was like two bolas ago or something I forget what it was but like I was just like oh yeah no I need to like put this into my my wrestling rotation of I, I'm trying like. For me, I'm almost running out of hours in the day, and I'm like, all right, what do I cut out? Like, I, I do you guys watch Raw and SmackDown every week? Kyle, Kyle doesn't watch anything. Kyle's more of a, you know, um, you know. It, it, it was like last time for me, like the, the brand split, I kind of like has faded out of oh, that's Raw it. and SmackDown. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, it's, it's, I, it's I, hard. I, what about you? I haven't watched either one in like six months. Like, we, I went to Raw like last week. Oh, that's right. Like, hey, we don't care about real fans here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so Kyle, Kyle does it. Kyle, it was a yes or no question. The answer is no. No, I don't watch it. I haven't in a while. I, I watch, I watch Raw and SmackDown every week. Um, I live in LA, so um. I uh, I record everything and I just like fast forward through the commercials and if a segment looks bad, so more more so on Raw than SmackDown. If a segment looks shit or like I've seen this match a hundred times, like I'll fast forward through it. But yeah, yeah I like watching. Yeah, that's kind of like how I watch it. I like like watching wrestling TV shows. You know what I mean? Like I like that like the rhythm of it and just like it's just kind of what my brain and body is just used to like I just watch I've watched the show every like since I was a kid you know what I mean same so here I like, I, I like, I've been the same exact yeah. way like I can't give it up <laughs> I like I like watching Raw and Smackdown NXT um try to catch um usually it's like I might like see what I'll see what's up with NXT and like if it's like oh this match is fire I'll go I'll go peep it like last week they had the uh Oscar Nikki Cross match. That was like one of the best T V matches of the past like year, I thought. I thought that I was fire. See, I watch um, I watch every NXT. Yeah. And, and I don't and NXT I don't is like, it's the best show they produce every week. It's one it's in and out, it's so easy to digest. And it's fun. And have to disagree. Have to disagree. The best show they produce every week is talking smash. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. My <laughs> You're right. Show. It's perfect show. It's 20 minutes long. And when it's Daniel Bryan and Renee Young, and they're just ripping, and they have like a premium guest when the Usos come on, or the yeah. New Day come on. Kevin there's Owens. certain people who are really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Owens comes on, it's like the fucking best show. That show is the best show they do. 
So really, really, I just watch Talking Smack, and I kind of pop into everything else to supplement Talking Smack. I agree. Uh, I've kind of I've cut out 205 Live just because it's so much worse than the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, like, it's just like, yeah. it's inconsequential. Crowds aren't there for that. Yeah, exactly. Because of that. Yeah. Well, I, again, like, again, they, they did that Tozawa. Um, TJP match is pretty good. When I hear there's a good match, you know what I mean? But also, like, we started off with saying, Austin Aries, you know. They didn't start with more Big, oh, sorry. Yeah, the big news, yeah. Oh, yeah. About Austin Aries, you know. I've so. got, I I thought he was he was a great commentator. He should have at least switched that. I guess he didn't want he's, to. He's great. Maybe he's just too beat up and was like, let me go because you don't want your a lot going on. A lot going on. Or maybe it's just like this this whole cruiserweight thing is kind of stupid. Which is Damn. fair this also. Guy, this guy on the hot take. This guy on Twitter <laughs> posted uh, uh, disappointed that WWE released off scenarios when you got a worthless wrestler like Ellsworth running around. Whoa. Chris Tucker portraying the character Smokey from the movie Friday. And he's kind of like shaking his head. Uh, I just thought that was a funny tweet. Oh, it's like, calm down, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ellsworth. Well, read Ellsworth. Yeah, why, why are you throwing Ellsworth under the bus? What did he do? He's great. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> Has a fighting chance. <laughs> we and Kyle are obsessed with, or maybe it's just, what do you think we're both obsessed with the yearbook thing? I, with I, what? I, the yearbook thing. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The guy on his yearbook put uh, for his senior quote, and he's just like a real like good-looking dude in the suit, and his senior quote is just like, any man with two hands has a fighting chance. James Ellsworth. I'm like, legend. Wait, who put this yeah. in his yearbook quote? Just some dude. Yeah. Oh, wow. It, it, he's, and he's looking up now. But, yeah, that's like his senior quote underneath like his like senior picture Bless in a yearbook. What, what a great, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a hardcore really, fan. Really going in for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I was wondering, Anise, you mentioned you uh, got into New Japan like in the 2000s? Like, like, were you um, on, were you on, like, the tour? When, when, when did you get into it? I got just into kind of Japanese pro wrestling in general in kind of the early, in the mid-2000s. I got into the really old New Japans, um, the really, like, the Super Junior tournaments. You know what I mean? I started getting I see, those, like, all uh, the 90s stuff. DVDs, the 90s, DVDs of that stuff, the Super Junior tournament, and kind of, like, some of the 90s stuff. But at the time, New Japan pro wrestling itself was kind of in a down period. Yeah. And what I really got it was pro wrestling Noah, which in the mid two thousands was really, really, really hot. Um, yeah, and, with like uh, that was when Kenta and Marufuji. And, you're right. I mean, that was that was the Noah era. Yeah, that was yeah the Noah era. He was my favorite wrestler for a while when I was a teenager. I really loved him. Um, and then you had the kind of late ends of the kind of all Japan great Masawa Kobashi. So at the time, I like Noah. Noah really like got me into following like contemporary Japanese wrestling. Noah and uh, Dragon Gate. Right. I see. So, like, kind of from, like, Ring of Honor, you got exposed further out to, like, the... Yeah, couple, and couple Dragon Gate Six Man, yeah, classic yeah. Dragon Gate Six Man, like that. I oh, my God. That, 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 where, did you see the... I'm assuming you've seen the Kobashi Joe match, which is, like, I was there. That Kobashi Joe. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I still have DVD in my mom's house. I was at home, like, two weeks ago, and I still have that DVD uh, in mid condition. Uh, oh, so yeah, Kobashi Joe is really crazy. But now, and then, but now, if we can go look at all that all Japan stuff on YouTube, I watched that stuff pretty often. Like old, like Stan Hansen, um, Terry Gordy, like all their all Japan stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube. Even like Doctor Death, like his shit is he's crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's nice. But yeah, once. But now, now it's like New Japan. New, now contemporary stuff like New Japan, um, DDT, 
Big Japan does some cool stuff. I like Big Japan. I don't follow too hard, but I really like the guy there. Uh, that Tekki, um, Gamoto. He's really, really good. He's just a big guy. He's really going really watching Big Japan. Um, and then Stardom. I was really into Stardom. Their women's promotion. They were doing a lot of cool stuff. A lot of those wrestlers are leaving for WWE now. Um, Karai Hojo and stuff. But they do some cool stuff. It's cool. It's cool. Like on the. Um, I really into the whole like kind of like internet gift scene and stuff. Like it's really cool to follow. So let's follow real quick. That guy's name is uh, wait, uh, uh, it's, uh Christian Quizada. Yeah, who is it? Yeah, Christian Quizada. Christian Quizada is the guy who at Dave's elbow says it's cool. <laughs> All right, oh. congratulations, Christian. You're like even more famous. You're now in the squared circle pit. Hey, there you go. Uh, so Anise, also, I want to thank you for bringing professional wrestling further into the pop culture mainstream. Uh, I'm assuming it was you, uh, that got your brother to wear that NWO sweatshirt on, uh, SNL yeah. or like you got, like you somehow inspired that. I'll give credit where credit's due. There's a couple of things that made that happen, which is a very funny, funny situation. Like one of my like greatest, like, you know, things I'm involved with ever. And so it's just so funny to me to get that on TV. But what happened was, is me and my brother were uh, grabbing some uh, ramen, and we popped by a really cool store I like in New York called Deep Cover. They're a really cool uh, vintage clothing store in uh, the Lower East Side. And shout out Deep Cover. Shout out Deep Cover, at Deep Cover NY <laughs> on Instagram. But I would never been, but they had a lot of, at the time, I hadn't been before, and uh, they just had a bunch of wrestling-like stuff like in the wall. So I was like, oh, fuck, we got to go there. So me and my brother went, um, and I got this sick, uh, I got an American Badass Era Undertaker shirt. Uh, Wait, it says something really good it, on it. It has Undertaker's disembodied head with the, with a bandana on it on the front, and it says American Badass on it. And on the back it says American by choice, or badass, American by birth. Badass by choice. <laughs> uh, rolling, 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 rolling. But I got that, and my brother was looking around, and we found that NWO sweatshirt, and he was like, dude, should I get this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you should get this. It's a fresh, a, 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 it was a fresh find. It's kind of a rare Wolfpack sweater. And just, yeah, I've never seen that well. design, yeah. He was getting it to get it. And then we, um, this is the week we were prepping for F. Um, and we went back to my, uh, brother's apartment and, uh, my friend David Cho came by the house and I was showing it to him and I showed him that sweatshirt. Or I sent him a picture of my brother in the sweatshirt and he was like, dude, he should wear that on SNL. And I was like, shout out to David Cho for instigating the idea. And I was like, dude, what if you did wear it on SNL? Like when you like present the like musical guest and we just did that. And it was really funny. That was <laughs> great. About it. it was cool. <laughs> That was so awesome. I was, I was, that was such a fun little moment. I was like, dude, like Scott Hall tweeted about us. Like, Scott Hall must have been so pumped. Dude, Scott Hall was legit, dude. He was just psyched. But yeah, no, you know what I mean? Just a little shout out, you know what I mean? You know, when you do stuff like that, like, it's more to amuse ourselves than anyone else, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course, of course. This is just, you know, really, you know, really like chill out for the fans or something. It's like, we just find it really funny that we were on, he was on national TV and we just did like a, basically like an inside joke between us. Um, I, so pretty cool. 
does do, does your brother or did he used to watch wrestling uh, with you or or was it something that you he, were... he, we watched together in the like 90s after we were kids like in South Carolina we were really into it and watched, we'd watch Raw every we'd watch Raw live every week and then we'd take we'd VCR tape uh, Nitro and then we'd like watch Hasbro Nitro after it um, <laughs> so yeah that's, that's how we went down Fair. and then very infamously when, when I was six we were flying uh, from Raleigh uh North Carolina airport to uh, we were on our way to New Zealand to visit family and we saw Hogan and Macho Man in full character at the airport with cameras they were like filming something for Nitro and it was like insane it was the craziest thing that ever happened to me at that time in my life because it was like we watched Nitro every week and it was like wow these characters from TV are right there like you know what I mean like as yeah. a kid that's the mind. And my brother, like, ran up to them and, like, tried to get, like, autographs. And they kind of, like, he was, he was kind of brushed away by the crowd. And then, like, as they got down the cross course, my brother just shouted, I don't care. Don't give me a better anyway. Um, I just screamed that in my apartment. Uh, sorry, <laughs> neighbors. Uh, but, uh, so, yeah, and, he was a, and, now, and now, like, he, uh, uh, you know, uh, doesn't fall anymore. But we like going to live shows together. We went to um, SummerSlam. Uh, 15 or 16? What was the one with Brock and Undertaker? That was 15, right? I think that was 15, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going John Stewart. So we went, oh. we, we got to that ringside for that. That was really cool. Oh, oh like, no, actually, that might have been 16. That might have been uh, two yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah. Brock planned Undertaker, like, onto the, like, announce table in front of us. We were freaking out. It was really cool. So whenever, like, we're both in New York and there's a house show or a uh, summer slam show or something, we, like, try to go. It's really fun. Um, we have a lot of fun. He's a big... Uh, he's a big Neville fan. He finds Neville. He, he, I think he just likes saying Neville. In it, like, <laughs> but he'll always like text me about Neville. We joke about Neville. Uh, so shout out to Neville. Uh, shout out to Neville. Always shout out to Neville. Always shout out to Neville. Uh, I don't want to be that guy, but like, are there any other people who you wouldn't expect to be a wrestling fan that you talk wrestling with? Um, hmm, people who are randomly. <laughs> I will say when I was in high school, I had a crush on like when I was like, when I was like in junior high. Because junior high, I had a crush on the TV presenter Maria Menounos. Of course. And then later, I and she hosted a show on MTV called E Entertainment Tonight on MTV, and I was a big fan. Um, and then later, I found out she's a big WWE fan. She did all she's done all the stuff with WWE. Of course. Like, host the red carpet and like. Dude, she had a match. Remember. She had a match for Romania. Yeah. She, she and Dusty like, Rhodes. She did like the Dusty yeah. Rhodes promo with Dusty Rhodes. She did the whole yes, promo from Yes, yes, that was great. Was pretty sad. So I thought that was cool. And about, I don't know, earlier this year, I was at a party for some, uh, I was sitting around the Emmys or something, and I went to some party, and uh, she was there, and she had like met my brother once at something, and she said hi, and I, I like introduced myself, and I'm like, uh, so nice to meet you. I'm a big fan. I like love everything you do to the beat. And I like sad talk wrestling with her for like 20 minutes. And she's really, really nice. <laughs> she's like a really big fan. So that, 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 that's maybe the best, uh, the best answer I can relate to that story. I got to, I talked to Marie about wrestling for like 20 minutes. Yeah. She's like super legit. I, I'm, I, I love it. I think it's so cool when anybody turns their fandom into like a gig, like she must be, she must be marking yeah. out on the hall of fame red carpet, just as uh, much yeah. as anyone else. People, Right um. Yeah, that's, that's probably the best, best answer for that one. Yeah, so, I can't think of any. Right now, 
Oh, wait, what were you going to say? Like, we're uh, like music people who are like randomly like into it and stuff. Yeah. I can't uh, think of anyone. Yeah, yeah. I try well, to bring it back to music. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, like with, right when I started this podcast, uh, like I was like, oh, I don't, I'm probably only going to have like five episodes. Like my uh, my idea was like talking to metal dudes about uh, pro wrestling, and like I was yeah. like, all right, I I want to interview Scott Kelly from Neurosis. I want to interview Corey Taylor because that dude's a huge wrestling fan, and I want to interview uh, Jacob Bannon from Converge because I heard he's a big wrestling fan. And I, I, I Wait, he's a, dude. Yeah, yeah. I know this. Dude, answer my question. You're all excited about music guys who are really into wrestling. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, my, like check uh, not to like my, check out like previous episodes of this podcast. It's just all these metal. Dudes. I interviewed uh, Mike D from Kill Switch, and he talks about like a little bit about how they got their song on the air and all that shit, and how he met like those guys. And uh, so it's been like crazy, but it's been crazy how many people reach out to me like, hey, man, can I be on the show? Can I be like I interviewed the guitarist of Hammerfall? Wait, sorry. Follow up on that. We yeah. talked to him when the Kill Switch song was used as Randy Orton's theme for like one time. Yeah, yeah. I, I would just love some insight on that. He does address think it. About that he does address it. Uh, I mean, I can tell you what it is. I, I, he said that. Fans, go check out. Joe, go check out previous. Ads. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be popping in because I think about that a lot. Well, yeah. there you go. There, I won't, you know, I won't you know, spoil it for you. I'll let it come from his mouth, so you, so I don't like tarnish the quote. Then they called me. This is my, this is my thing. And then they're like, hey, so Randy's not feeling the scene. Well, we're gonna get this CM Punk guy. I, the Brooklyn Brawler calling him. I guess I don't know. I, I doubt he got a call about it. <laughs> <at all. laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't it's think. Like, hey, here's. Uh, I, like, I like the world where the Brooklyn Brawlers call. Yeah, yeah. The Brooklyn Brawler calls people about music life. Okay, okay, later, man. I gotta go shoot five questions with John Cena. That's a that's a good reference to that area. Yeah, five questions. Five questions. It's called the five questions heads out there. I was a big five questions head. Yeah. When WWE.com yeah. would put out original video content back when Legend- it meant something. Yeah. WWE.com show starring John Cena. Five questions. New 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 uh, web show to start. Maybe you can do it because you're in New York. Is where. Uh, Brooklyn Brawler is in charge of music publishing. <laughs> Brooklyn you, Brawler you licenses. Can, yeah, yeah. He just calls up people and is like, "Hey, Kill Switch, I need." Hey, bro, I need this I song, need bro. <laughs> yeah, That's I need the song, bro. Hey, yeah. can you send it over to me? <laughs> Maybe we'll split a meatball sub. You know, what's crazy? Like, I heard him on like Jericho's yeah. podcast or some podcast. Maybe Austin, and like he doesn't even live in New York. He lives uh, in like somewhere in Jersey or some shit. I I believe that you, like you know Florida. what a thing I found out. I, I know I found out like super recently that the Sabara headquarters is in Ohio, and it really. Me out. I'm like falling out of my yeah, chair. Yeah, just fell out of his chair when I said Anise that uh that yeah that it's based in Ohio, Sabaro, not even not even New York. How about that? Unbelievable. Well, not even uh, New Jersey. As a New Yorker. I refuse to eat Sabaro. I will never step foot unless I have to use their bathroom. That's the only time I'm I'm walking into Sabaro and there's nothing else around. Well, how well, did Sabaro after we saw Ring of Honor? Yeah, after War of the Worlds, I went to Sabaro as like a bit because I was like I I thought it'd be funny to go to Sabaro in New York, and it was it backfired on me because a a patron got in a fight with the man at the register that was very disturbing, and I had to. Get out of there really quick. Yeah, with the devil, my friend. Yeah, all I wanted was a white slice, you know? <laughs> uh, word. Well, I, we've been talking for an hour now, which is like, it, 
I feel like we could do another hour if we wanted to. Yeah, heavily edited. Well, when round two happens, when you're here for Bola, oh, in shit. person oh, shit. episode, round two, yeah. Maybe, maybe we need to do that. Or if you guys ever come to New York, we could definitely hit up a wrestling show together. I'd be down for that. I from Sabaro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you did podcast at Sabaro, a Sabaro pre-party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was awesome, guys. Thanks so much uh, for taking some time yep. to ramble about it. We definitely have to do it again. Maybe like before a big, maybe before SummerSlam or something, we'll do like a preview episode where we just give our picks. Uh, right, and, cool. and Kyle, since you don't follow it, you could just guess like uh, based on just the info I'm, that I'm we gonna, give I'm you. Gonna, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I read what happens a lot of the time. Real oh, quick, yeah. Austin Aries has to be released. Scoop from the Wrestling Observer per Dave Meltzer. Um, just, just, you just finish. Tie that thread. Yeah. The, the wow. Podcast. What a great thread. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting because now, like, now that his lady is starting to get yeah, yeah, yeah. going in NXT. Well, Oh, well. Hit me and Kyle up on our Austin Aries podcast, All Access Aries, <laughs> at All Access Aries. Follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Access Aries. There's an underscore under each of them. Underscore Access underscore Aries. Yeah. And yeah, give us a like, give us a follow, you know? Yeah. Leave a comment, it'd be great, you know? I do, I read what happens on Raw and SmackDown, so I'm aware of what's happening. I got you. But reading it takes me 10 minutes. I don't need to sit through three hours. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't have, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't have cable, so I kind of watch the streams of, uh, of uh, Raw and SmackDown as they happen. Uh, and, like, oh. and this week, uh, for some reason, like, the streams weren't working. And like, by the time it was available for download via some sort of torrent service that we all know about but mm-hmm. shouldn't acknowledge, uh, it was like so yeah. late. And so then the next day, every day on YouTube, they do like the top 10 moments on Raw. And I just watched that. Yeah. And that was like three minutes. And I felt like I didn't miss a thing. So, That's all you need. It's, That's, it's, sometimes I do that. Like, I'll read it. And then, like, I'm like, oh, maybe I should I should watch the uh, rap battle between the Usos and the New Day. Oh, that was great. Because. Yeah, that's how I'll be. I'll like, I'll watch, I'll watch that, and then that's I'm good. That's like, that's all I saw of SmackDown this week. I read it and I saw that, and I was like, okay, I'm good. It wasn't your best one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, come out to come out to Bola. We'll do round two. I will seriously try to come out to Bola because I really, really want to see a PWG show. And why go just see one when I could go see three? Am I right? You know, right? Yeah. Does it get fatiguing exactly. by the third day? Are you a little over wrestling? Like how is it? Yeah. If you're flying out, I don't know. If you're flying out, maybe you do three, but two, two. Yeah. I don't. I don't do all three days. Because also the third day is longer than the other the other two. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the the end of the tournament, so it's a lot longer. So it's like, if you want to do one day, it's like do the last day, and you're you're good. Is that? <laughs> Well, what about if I wanted to do two days? What are, what are, is there usually, like, the second day always seems to be the, the best day in terms of, like, all the crazy shit seems to happen in the second day with, like, the matches that aren't tournament matches? Or would that be, I feel like the last few years that's been the, with the Bola show. It just depends. It's like, it's who you, are you videoing me right now? I'll definitely video you right now. And night two is usually the best night. Yeah. Um, but it just depends on who you want to see and. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just and honestly, it's a lottery, so you just you know whatever you know. Yeah, it's also whatever ticket you can get. Yeah. Right. Because. <laughs> do you guys do you guys yeah. have a strategy? Do you try to go for the GA or the first row or the uh, second row? I go on. I, I, my, here's here's my just we gotta end the podcast. So here's <laughs> I'm gonna end it with some quality content. Here is Anise's PWG ticket buying tips. Whoa, huge. PayPal account, already logged in. That's basic. But it's also kind of new because recently, like, you couldn't really, like, log in and stay logged into PayPal, but recent updates to the PayPal interface. You can't do that now. So, A, pre-log in. Make sure you're going through a direct source. So, usually, like, coming from a bank account or something, so you don't have to click through anything. So, have your, like, make sure your payment source is set up. So, just basic PayPal management, first off. You know, be logged into PayPal. Second, I try to only only go for general admission. That's, you know, and I try not to do more than two or three because I feel like the more tickets you try yeah, to your, chances, your chances go down. And then my biggest tip, which is, you know, kind of a hard one to do, but if you can make it work, make it work, is what I call the multiple shooters principle, where I have sometimes for like Ebola, I'll probably have four like, I try to get tickets, and Kyle tries to get tickets, and then I have three other friends who aren't even going to BOLA, who I kind of have a sign, PayPal, to click. They know what time it is. Like, I have, like, a team, like, trying to get these tickets. Because, like, right when they go on sale, it's, like, 8 p.m. Yeah, it's, have it's to like, like, I, I prefer to. So, so, basically, how it works is they say, hey, tickets go on sale this day, this time. Everyone lines up at the computer, and you click, and it'll try to get the link. And, like I said, I, I refer to it as a lottery a couple of times, it's basically a lot of it. You just randomly either get in through the link or you don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just have to, like, having multiple people just increases your chances. You know what I mean? It's all, it's all possibility and, and odds. And, yeah, like, front row, it's – there's not, like, a bad place to sit in the place because it's so small. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, front row, like, it's, like, 20 bucks more, and it's not, like, that – much of a difference yeah. but it's a guaranteed yeah. seat though whereas with the ga you have to show up yeah. early right that's the difference basically yeah you got to show up early anyway. you do have to show up yeah it's part of the ride yeah it's just yeah and just... yeah i've like done like front row like maybe like twice and you're it's like pretty fun. yeah you but you if you do it like once or twice you're good you don't need to you're fine yeah yeah well those yeah. are some great tips I, yeah. I, I might edit them out because I realize they might lower my chances of getting tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh shit. Oh, yeah. Shit. We blew up the spot. Yeah, don't. Yeah, all this. Yeah, don't. Don't. Edit. Edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks so much. Do you guys uh, like want to plug anything? Do you guys want to plug your social medias? Follow um, at selfies underscore and underscore food underscore and underscore pet selfie and food and pet. With too many ads. There's too many ads in there, but it's fine. Okay, yeah, we said our stuff in the beginning. We said our stuff in the beginning. Yeah. If you then you're probably checking. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to link it in the cool. description. It's all good. And uh, cool. Kyle, your show, Master of None, it's on Netflix. Great work, Kyle. Uh, Great work, Kyle. Shout out to Pete Dunn. Um, let me get the shout out. Shout out to Pete Dunn. Shout out to... Um, <laughs> Big shout out to Pete Dunn. Shout out to uh, Takahashi's uh, plush cat, Daryl. Shout out yeah. to Daryl. Daryl, hottest um, character gonna, on the internet right now. I'm going to say shout out Ryan Dunn, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Well Done, both R.I.P. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Oh, because oh, down to Brooklyn, down a little boots beating boogie. Yeah, I was rocking that on Fourth of July. I had a grand old time. I'm done with the podcast. I'm walking out. I want to thank Kyle and Anise for taking some time to hang out with me here on the Squared Circle Pit. They were amazing guests. Definitely going to have them back on, maybe do like a pay-per-view preview or something like that. Or if you have any ideas for theme shows, uh, I would love to hear them. My social media handle everywhere is Rob Injection. And of course, you could follow Squared Circle Pit on Facebook and on Twitter. Even though I didn't update the show in two months, I was actively posting on both the Squared Circle Pit Facebook and Twitter, posting memes, posting great matches, posting moments from great matches. And I hope you could follow me there. And the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view happened this past week. For me, it was really a two-match show. Well, a three-match show. Let's be, the, my favorite match was the Iron Man tag team match. Very exciting match. Great story it told. I love the ambulance match. The aftermath of the ambulance match was insane. Although I... I don't know. I didn't really like Roman getting the upper hand. It was almost like he didn't lose. But I get why they did it. And the main event was everything I wanted it to be, but I wish it was like five minutes longer. If it was five minutes longer, it would have been so good. If 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 Samoa Joe kicked out of that first F5 and they went for five more minutes and then there was another F5, I would have been all about it. Other than that, I've been catching up on some PWG. I have some Revolution Pro. They did a British Cup. Uh, this week with some New Japan guys, and I really want to see Ishii versus Matt Riddle. Ishii right now for me is is my number one Japan guy. Uh, a few weeks ago, it was Kushida. Now, now Ishii is my favorite because the dude always puts on such a great performance. And going into it, he seems like a no frills, like not a flashy guy, but he's such a great wrestler. And he's, I've learned over these last few weeks, amazing at selling. Uh, he had he was in the U.S. title tournament, and his match with Zack Saber Jr. where he was caught up in a submission. I really thought Zack Saber was going to win. And I'm like, and I was rooting for Ishii. So you got to check out some of his matches. I recommend his matches against Shibata, or just really go back and, and watch his finals with Kenny Omega from two weeks ago. That was awesome. I'm gonna w- winding it down this is a bit of a longer episode, so I don't want to talk too much. But again, I would love any feedback, any suggestions on guests, and I promise I will be back in two weeks with a brand new episode of Squared Circle Pit. 